We ready to podcast, Will? High Mystery. You're riding on an airplane yeah. back from a trip that you just took. I know it's hard to believe in these times. But next <laughs> to you, there's a very strange man who who's sweating, and he says he had quite an adventure there. Halfway through the flight, he opens his bag to reveal a pair of red glowing eyes, and out jumps some type of scary little furry thing that you've never seen before. Oh it must be time for another episode of High Mystery. It's the podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries in the universe, whatever they may be. Today will be no different. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. And I'm Robert. You know the drill. <laughs> <You're here. laughs> the I just title said had it. to give it away. <laughs> or you don't know the drill. This might be your first time showing up. Well, yeah, that's true. This is what we do. Uh, today I have a few blunts here. We're still smoking personals amid coronavirus times. Yep, yep, yep. I actually have a high hemp wrap today. It's the Hydro Lemonade flavor. Rob must be whispering sweet nothings into yeah. your ear during your sleep or something. Just petting <laughs> you gently. I am. <laughs> I am still a dedicated King Palm user. They have just become scarce lately. And yeah. so I've had to find an alternative. We're taking all the King Palm leaves. Yeah, I guess so. There's you know, no more palm here we thought it was sustainable. Yeah. Those, those, trees, those trees can only pump out leaves so fast, you know. But I have a high hemp wrap hydro lemonade inside. It's got crew cannabis clementine. It has inhalants blackjack, inhalants wedding cake, and house cannabis. So cool. cool. Yeah, so it's, I like to get a nice little blend when I go to the store. The house cannabis is on the lower end, but still has like 17% THC. And I use that kind of as fluffer for the nicer eighths that I buy, the inhalants eighths and the cannabis eighths. And just because it has a lower THC count or percentage doesn't mean it's not going to get you high. It doesn't yeah. mean it's not going to taste good. It doesn't mean, you know, it's yeah. just... Sure. It doesn't necessarily mean it's worse quality. Yeah, it's just fluffer, that's all. It's, it's not my main. It's my, uh, it, it stretches the other weed. He's not on camera talent. It's <laughs> <laughs> voiceover. <laughs> Bring him in for the ADR. <laughs> uh, I have a high hemp wrap as well. It's just the uh, plain high hemp wrap. Um, which... New flavors, including plain. <laughs> I actually like the plain. Um, yeah, it's like she tastes the weed. Uh, yeah, and uh, the the sticks inside are comprised of um, filter. Nice. So you can cut them, uh, you know, however big you want, and that can less uh, waste. Act as a, yeah. Um, and it is packed with inhalants hybrid, um, Gorilla Glue, and that's got. 29.25% hey THC and 0.05% CBD. That's a high level of THC there. Uh, but it's not any better or worse than yours, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am just smoking bowls today because... Oh, snap! I ran out of my Twisted Hemp wraps and I went to three or four of my usual... Uh, tobacco stores or whatever yeah. to purchase these wraps and they were closed. Gone. And so 
now I'm smoking bowls. I, I am in the, the pursuit online to get wraps. <laughs> to get uh, last night, it got so desperate that I used... Okay, so for the listeners, <laughs> there was a point in time when we were trying out like all the different non-tobacco wraps. Yeah, should... I, it was when I switched from my, my favorite for a long time was White Grape White Owls. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should probably not smoke tobacco multiple times a week or whatever yeah and so i decided to try everything and that included lettuce wraps lettuce paper wraps which is what i ended up using last night (laughs) um they're difficult to roll they do smoke it it was acceptable last night because i needed it It got it done right okay um during that we also tried like the corn husks we tried uh banana leaves banana Bodhi cones, yeah. Cones. Uh, so named for the Bodhi tree. Bodhi tree. It yeah. tasted like salt and pepper kettle chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's. The, I mean, I like the taste, but it 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 had An acquired a, taste. A, yeah, it had a peppery taste, which probably wasn't great. Yeah. Um, um, rose rose petals. Right, yeah, the rose petals. Rose petals. Um, those are tough to roll. Well, because you gotta like stick a couple together and like let it dry but yeah, not you too actually, dry. And then... You have to take, you know, raw rose petals and you actually bake them in the oven and you have to dry them out that way and then they get like paper thin. And I actually have a lot of roses on the property, so maybe I should just become an expert rose petal roller. <laughs> I mean, if you put in the work, I'll, I'll buy a couple from you. Yeah, know. right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so in my bowl today, I have jackfruit. Jackfruit. Which is sativa dominant, and it has uh, 18.34% THC. And then it also has a little bit of um, this Sunset Sherbet from Pacific Stone. Okay. And that has uh, 14.10% THC. Man, you guys are on top of your percentages. I mean, I took a picture because it's <laughs> yeah. right. That's probably what I'll do in the future here is get a picture. Uh, let's do a little toast of our volunteers. Slash bowl. Oh, <laughs> we're lighting that blunt. We are lighting that blunt. Light that blunt. We are lighting that blunt. And lighting that blunt. We will light that blunt. For the first timers joining us, this is where you also partake in the marijuanas. Yeah, if you've got something to smoke... Smoke with us. Today is another episode of Collins Cryptid. That's right. You know it by now if you're a fan of the podcast. I profile three cryptids. A cryptid is any humanoid or beast that is thought to exist but has not been proven to exist, such as Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, etc., Studied by cryptozoologists. We'll say proven by, you know, modern scientists or whatever. Because I feel like back in the day, there were tales and whatever. And people pretty much just assumed that they were like legitimate things. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, while I was doing some research today, I'll just mention them really quick because it is kind of interesting. There are multiple cryptids which have been proven to exist. Mm-hmm. The giant squid was once thought, a cryptid. Was yeah, indeed, once a cryptid, uh, thought to be unprovable by science, impossible to exist, mm-hmm. and yet here it is. We know that they exist. We finally seen live specimens for the first time in the last uh, twenty years, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, it then, is, but also it means that like our oceans are becoming like less inhabitable and like they're dying and washing ashore or like coming up from the well, abyss or whatever. Actually, it has been the advent of technology, it, just specifically in the case of the giant squid. You are right, that is unfortunate and it is happening, but in the case of the giant squid, it's actually been the ability to film at further depths. Nice. Because you can't see a live squid at, you know, <laughs> otherwise. I don't know. I, I, I can't scuba dive at that. Exactly. No of the cryptids, suit. I definitely would say anything that's the giant version of that, I can believe, especially if it's an ocean oh, yeah. thing. Then I'm like, yeah, things can get big in there. No size limit on that yeah. tank. I mean, I don't know if you guys know or not, but I think it's either Scotland or Ireland. Their official uh, like animal, like ours is, or California's the bear or the yeah. USA is the eagle or whatever. Theirs is the unicorn. Yeah, for sure. Oh, nice. So yep. I feel like that semi-legitimizes a unicorn. Where is, where, which one? It's either Scotland or Ireland. Scotland. Well, another example of a creature we know to have existed is the, uh, that was once purported as a cryptid would be the duckbill platypus. The first time that they actually sent a specimen back to uh researchers and scientists in Europe, they actually tried to pull the beak off mm-hmm. because they assumed that it was a gaff, something that had been sewn together. In right, like to... a monkey and a fish to exactly. make a mermaid or whatever. Hmm. But obviously we know it's a real creature. I've actually seen one at the zoo. They are mesmerizing and incredible. Uh, but the cryptids we're going to be talking about today are interesting. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Always like that. Interesting in that they are varied and different, and yet in some ways all the same. So we'll just get into it, and I'll expand on that. The first in the list of Collins cryptids is the Ngawa. Ngawa. Or the Mungwa. I'm not totally sure. It's M-N-G-W-A. This The latter sounds... Better to me personally. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> you sure you're just not making didgeridoo noises? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a, an Australian creature? It kind of looks like it could be out in the outback somewhere. It actually comes to us from Tanzania, Tanzania, which is in Africa. It's on the eastern side. It's like where Madagascar is across from the uh, water there. And these sightings come to us from the early 1900s. The Ngwa is also known as the Nunda. Uh, It's described as a giant gray feline the size of a donkey with stripes and a ridge of fur on the back of its neck. Hmm. I could see that. I mean, we have like ligers and things like that. I could see it being like a mix between like a a lion and a cheetah or a hyena or something or some other. It just, to me, it kind of looks like... um... Like, yeah, like a cheetah, but, or not cheetah, like a, whatever one has stripes. <laughs> like tigers. Tigers, yeah, yeah sure. sure. But it's like, it's got uh, that raised hair in the back, like uh, a hyena or something. Well, like Lou has or something whenever he gets <laughs> all upset and he gets that mohawk going. It feels oh, yeah. like it's kind of like that, where it's got like the little mohawk because it's all. This is also excited. an artist rendition that we're looking at yeah yeah of course we, uh, don't, we don't have <laughs> video or footage of this so far right and uh, i'm assuming the person who drew this didn't see one and then is like drawing it from 
memory. I feel like I it's probably, probably just from a from story. Description, yeah. yeah, probably secondhand description, most likely. The guy who does report about it to the uh, British scientific journal Discovery, uh, he reports his name's William Hitchens. In 1938, he was the native magistrate in the area, a British administrator working in Tanzania, reported that several locals were attacked by the Ngwa. Uh, and like I said, it was even reported in the scientific journal Discovery. I mean, I believe there was definitely an attack, because I'm sure there were people, like, hospitalized or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's yep. evidence of, like, some <clears throat> something. Sure. Well, I hope I'm not doing this out of order, but there was one specific instance where guys were to guard the market at night and they were two different shifts for that so the one guy would be on for four hours and when the second guy came to his shift he found his companion had been attacked by the ungwa mm -hmm. and was killed and uh so that's the specific event that started it for william hitchens uh he originally thought it was a man-eating lion but fur samples and tracks did not match a lion or a leopard Mm. Uh, it's said to be a man-eater and capable of killing giraffes, rhinoceros, and even elephants. On three separate occasions while Hitchens was magistrate, three men were killed. One, a British consulate. All three would have gray fur either clutched in their hands or about their person. I'm assuming they tested the hers. Well, we're talking about 1920s, 1930s. So I assumed incorrectly. Yeah. He actually sent these hairs back, and the response was probably a cat. <laughs> well, <laughs> no joke. That's, it's, it's that's the history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to assume, one, that uh, they kept the hairs somehow, some way. Can't they test them today? I mean, they've got, where are these hairs? Did they just throw them in the trash? They're like, oh, it's a cat hair. <laughs> yeah, cat hair. Throw it in the garbage. Even hair degrades, so at this point, I don't know. We're talking about something from the 20s, so who knows. But uh, apparently the one last thing about this guy is he apparently purrs and does not roar. No, with a cutie. Which lions roar, uh, leopards roar, I think. I feel like they sure also purrs. I'm not yeah, sure. I got to assume that maybe they just didn't catch it roaring. Maybe it didn't have a reason to roar. <laughs> maybe when they see prey, they don't roar. They're like, no, I don't want to alert people to my location. I want to kill this whatever and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> now I wish I did a little more uh, research, but as I understood it today, you either do one or the other. You either roar purr or you purr. Oh. Yeah. And roaring is something for territory. It's something male lions do to tell other male lions. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's no purpose for roaring outside of communication with themselves. So, I don't know. This beast kind of reminds me of like a, a bebop, a rock steady. Like I, I see a cat getting gooed or slimed It's somehow. just some ooze. Yeah, it's just some ooze. And... A sweet guitar lick plays and it's like... Ding! And like a leopard is like walking through the savannah exactly. <laughs> and there's a biochemical plant in the distance. And he just didn't have a, a sensei to teach him <laughs> how to how to behave properly and fight for justice. Or he's so just he out there. Kill people. Killing. Yeah. I mean, he was never offered any pizza, so it wouldn't know. 
right? He just smells the pizza in our bellies. And, yeah. <laughs> and he wants it. Who could blame him? He doesn't know why he has the thirst for that pizza. Turns out it's because he's a teenage mutant ninja right. feline. It's a side effect of the ooze. He's a sam- samurai pizza cat. <laughs> uh, some of the theories are that it is a large mutant leopard. So that there has been some mutation. Because it's one of the first ones we came to. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one is that it's a large unknown variant of the African gold cat. Some evidence for the for that is that the gold cat is a variation that can purr. Mm-hmm. And so some people think it's that. There's a crazy story that leads people to think that it was witch doctors who were inspiring fear to keep their hold on the local people. And they would have gone away with it, too, if it wasn't for those rascally kids and that dog. (laughs) There are actual confirmed reports of witch doctors in the area who were this organization of them had organized someone to put on the head of a lion and the paws of lions and to attack local people Mm -hmm. in order to instill fear, just like we're talking about. Now, whether or not that has anything to do with the the mwa is... Right. They uh, could have either just been, like, piggybacking off of that fear of something that existed already. Yep. I mean, maybe it could have been a Dr. Moreau type of uh, situation. Like a chimera? Okay, yeah, or like a humanoid. Yeah, like some gene splicing of a line. Rob's, of course, uh, referring to the island of Dr. Moreau, the famous movie where... The plane! Dr. Moreau... Uh, no, that's... that's uh, it's not that that's one. Fantasy no, no, no. Island. That's Fantasy Island. island. <laughs> With Ricardo uh, Montalban. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, the, the island of Dr. Moreau is much more... Like sci-fi horror kind of a thing. Yeah, it uh, stars. Um, uh, I could have been somebody. Marla Brando. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy. He is Doctor Moreau, yeah. and he has twisted all these humanoids, and they're like his servants, and it's kind of creepy and cool. You should check it out. I feel like I definitely have. I've seen. Yeah. I feel like I've seen both, and then over time with weed, it has combined into one epic movie. Yeah. You should probably <laughs> read the book. Well, now you're trying to get me to read, Rob. Whoa. Asking a lot of truths. The book's pretty solid. You got that book on tape, though, right? Yeah. yeah. The audio book? Yeah, Yeah, that's a a classic literature right there. Nice. Julie Dench can read it to me or whatever. Judy? Judy Dench. (laughs) Julie Dench. Dame Dame Judy Dench. Julie Dench just works in a bookshop. (laughs) Some believe there is even more evidence that should be attributed to the Ngwa including reported deaths, but they have been attributed to another cryptid, the Nandi bear. Oh, so it's like a turf war between the Nga and the Nandi bear. Exactly. And you'll see as we go along that That even though though I'm talking about the Nga, it could be the Nandi. And vice versa. And even though I'm talking about the Nandi bear, it could be the Nga. This illustration artist rendition is yoked yeah i feel like it's the same artist (laughs) okay yeah this was his cryptid period nice (laughs) realistic drawings the nandi bear comes from comes to us from western kenyan highlands all the way to uganda and there have even been spottings in rwanda as well it's a dangerous animal resembling a bear with a shaggy mane 
or an oversized shaggy hyena, but double the size. Yeah. Or an oversized baboon that is also shaggy-haired and quite large. Well, this one looks like a hulked-out hyena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't have a baboon butt whatsoever. Yeah, it could be like a, I don't know, a hyena with weird tumor gross all over it. <laughs> but you can see how, like, when we're looking at the Nandi bear, how we really haven't gotten that far away from the ngwa. Yeah, to the point where I'm like, maybe one is the female and one is the male. Like, the shaggy one is more of a male and the, like, streamlined one is more the female. And, like, kind of like t- lions, like, the female does most of the hunting. And I love that. I'm obsessed with that. I mean, who knows? And that's, yeah, definitely possible. That could lead to this different variation and everything. Um... Named for the Nandi people who live in the area where it was regularly seen. Jeffrey Williams, which I'm assuming is some British guy who was there as well. Either that or like some British guy was like, what's your name? And he was like, and then he was like, okay, we're going to call you Jeffrey Williams. (laughs) You know, some (laughs) whitewashing of the world. Uh, Jeffrey Williams was one of the first eyewitnesses when he saw the Nandi bear. He compared it to a bear, and the name stuck. So that's why we have Nandi bear. Kind of like a koala bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks a little like a bear. But it's not a bear at it's all. It's not a bear at all. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a bear. I guess it depends on who you talk to, you know. <laughs> it's, the, it's the That Ain't a Bear podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to That Ain't a Bear podcast. We're here with my wife. That ain't a bear. That ain't a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. My sister-in-law's coming in here, too. That ain't a bear. Tristan, get away. That ain't a bear, right? (laughs) You in with us, right? (laughs) Can you tell Rob and I watched all the seasons of Larry the Cable Guy? (laughs) That's That's not what that is. America's great or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Nandi bear is believed to... Be an amalgamation of known creatures such as the bear, the hyena, and the cat, and cryptids, uh, as well as extinct animals Ooh. called the chalicoteries. Chalicoteries. <laughs> they let you in this place. <laughs> they are basically giant anteaters. So they have three-toed longer front legs and then shorter, stouter back legs. Mm-hmm. And then they would use those to like climb up trees and eat stuff out of them. So they're like giant anteaters. Here's the thing. <clears throat> if an animal is proven to exist and then is like extinct yeah just because we haven't seen one in a second yeah who's who's to say that there's got to be a certain amount of time that passes where you can safely say they're extinct well you you would think but there have been multiple different cases and i say this all the time when we're talking about cryptids where people have thought something went extinct Usually happens with birds. Mm-hmm. I was or, about to say, I'm just waiting for the dodo bird to yeah. be seen again. Or fish. Sometimes fish in the ocean are classified as extinct and then they get spotted again or caught on camera. Or actually in this one case, they went far enough on an island chain and found this specific type of bird. And it had like 17 nesting pairs. And they were like, oh my God, nobody's seen this bird. We've had it on extinct list for 25 years. And then they protected it and brought it back, etc. Anyway, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be that these uh, anteaters did not go extinct, but have been eating ants. And humans. And climbing on trees. 
and perform in cabaret. Do they, <laughs> does the bear, is it also a man-eater? Because oh. I guess I just assumed that. Falling <laughs> out? Care to weigh in? <laughs> uh, at this point, yes, he's a little bit aggressive. But we'll get into it more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> remember that everything we talk about is everything we talk about. So even wow. though these are like separate cryptids, the lines blur. So if the mgua is indeed a man killer, then so is the Nandi bear. For sure. But w- there's more crazy stuff coming. Trust. Oh, Jesus. Stick Strap around, on folks. It. Yeah. Don't go to some other stupid-ass podcast. <laughs> Stay to <laughs> this stupid-ass podcast. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of those things have been lumped together into what we know as the Nandi bear. Uh, the main versions, one is, like I said, it's hyena-like. It's what we saw earlier. Uh, I think there's another picture on there that's similar that gives us... Yeah. This I like because it reminds me of the Tasmanian tiger, which is another an- animal that went extinct. Uh, I like the big jaw and stuff. I don't know. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> it almost looks like that swamp rat from Princess Bride. No. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've seen Princess Bride. I didn't grow up with that one. Why are you? What? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it since. It didn't didn't hold up. Well, the it's same a way giant so. rat. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't Andre the Giant. No, talking about the creatures in the swamp where there's like fire going off. <laughs> People who've seen it know what I'm talking about. I know, about. yeah. It's people live and die by that movie. I, I like it, but I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> okay, I'm, I've got three blunts for today, so I'm going to start my second one. Do it. Right yeah. Start it. Uh, but before I do, I will finish this hyena-like description. Double hyena size. So hyena is big. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of a hyena next to a person. They are massive. So if we're talking about double a hyena size... That's huge. Like bigger than a Great Dane? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Damn. Pretty much. Like uh Many I ponies. They're they have like different body structure. They're thicker, mm-hmm. you know, and they have really big thick fronts to hold their heads because they have the dog. strongest bite in all of nature, I'm pretty sure. But uh yeah, absolutely. More like a bulldog. But I think they're probably about similar height. I can see him walk around just like, what's up, bro? You even lift, bro? Yeah, right. (laughs) Check out my pecs, bro. (laughs) You know what swole means, dog? Uh, They have shaggy brown hair, a short head with red eyes. Of course, like, what cryptid doesn't have red eyes? (laughs) I mean, everyone's got laser vision. (laughs) Small ears and large teeth, a front half that is thickly furred with less on the back half, and three-toed with huge claws. So that's the hyena version. Mm. And I'm going to spark this one. I mean, just, you know, as far as cryptids go, this one's the most, I think, cool. Yeah. Of, of all the cryptids. Sorry, Bigfoot. I mean. Just take a backseat. Uh, if this thing went up against Bigfoot, this this thing would win. I'm sorry, Bigfoot. You this don't think Bigfoot would tame it and ride it around like a pony? I'm <laughs> just saying if they fought. <laughs> they are not equals is what I was saying. This artist rendition, the face kind of looks like a, an opossum to me, so it almost looks like a like a giant opossum of some kind. Uh, with those fucking teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then next on the uh, list is it's its own listed as its own separate cryptid, but it is also one and the same in line with all the others that have come before. It is an amalgam. 
The Codoello. 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 Yes. By the way, uh, this is a perfect reason to say you should watch the Twitch stream because those people get to see pictures immediately. Immediate gratification. It's true. Uh, All about gratifying people immediately. (laughs) As you should, Rob. As you should. (laughs) This is the baboon version. Uh, It's said to be a six-foot-tall baboon-like creature known for carrying off sheep. It is dark brown with long, shaggy hair and five-clawed toes. I just think it's kind of funny that them taking sheep is quite literally grabbing the sheep and then running away. Whereas, like, most animals would just pick it up with the mouth and fucking charge with all fours. This one's like, nah, I got this. Carry it out like a football. I guess... Because they didn't know if they were killing it or not. You know, like maybe they're taking it back and using the wool to knit something. I don't know. (laughs) I need sheep. I can't finish my fall collection without sheep. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, who's to say? Who's to say what he uses that sheep for? It's just like a Rafiki running around being like, sheep, sheep, I need the sheep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a baboon, so it makes a little more sense to me why it would grab something up as opposed to... Uh, it's described as having a terrifying howl and breaking through fences and barriers, even the sides of huts, to kill livestock and people. Oh. Remember how you asked about yeah. the people thing? Yeah. The I told you. Man-eater. I told you we were coming back. Sheep stealer. Man-eater. <laughs> <laughs> Love tech, won't you mess around with me? <laughs> uh it's said to smash open the heads of its victims oh, in order gosh. to eat the brains. Is that typical of a bamboo? Or not bamboo, uh... Codoello? <laughs> Codoello? We're oh. talking about the Codoello, but what? Of a typical of a hunter? Baboon. Oh. To do that to its prey, or... You know, that's a good question. I don't honestly know. Um, I don't know of anything that just, like... Smashes except- skulls? <laughs> yeah, it goes straight for the brains. I mean, I know some animals will eat from, like, the softer parts first and, like, will prioritize organs and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know of anything that other than zombies that right. goes straight for the brains. Because <laughs> the skull is hard to get into, for one thing. Is this a zombie baboon? It's just, it could be. I mean, who's to say? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I need a drink. Well, number two hits hard, y'all. Captain Hitchens noted that it reportedly carried off women gathering water, and the women would not gather water without armed guard. So, apparently, like, the women of the village, whether it was true or not, had this belief amongst them so strongly that they wouldn't go down to the water without armed guard because they were so afraid of the Nguacodoelo slash Nandi bear. So did this thing, it would run up on on people doing their laundry? Is that what you're saying? That's the idea, yeah. It was said that it would hang out in the trees and uh, come down after people. Wasn't there another cryptid that we did recently that would, like, Yoink people by the rivers. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's probably several that would uh, like the. 
I feel there, like the frogs. Did the frogs hang out by the river? There was no. a cryptid that I'm. Uh, I want to say it was like the Ongorongo or something like that, but the name's kind of escaping me. And it's from either Australia or New Zealand. And it would hang out in the tree and drop down on you, and then ingest you, regurgitate you, reingest That's you. Right. Until you became smaller and, and redder like over it. time, and then eventually you became the new Ongorongo or whatever it was yeah. called. That's probably the wrong name. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ongorongo Hotel and Casino. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're thinking Maybe. of. That was the only other tree terror that I can think of. He also noted that it would break through six foot zarebas. Oh. A zareba is a collection of nettles and spiny acacia that is like woven into a fence mm -hmm. they use them in africa to keep lions out of their own homes and stuff and so six feet of it means that they've been stacked up that far and usually that's enough that a lion can't even jump over the length of them if you watch naked and afraid you'll see them make bomas a lot and that's basically what that is they just take like all the thorny bushes and like try to like encase themselves in a little like thorny hut to keep yep. the predators away that's exactly it and it, it works i've seen lions sniffing up against it and then bouncing out so if this thing is it works bent on getting in there it works unless it's a ngwa a nandi bear or a kodoello and then it just acts like the kool-aid man and the bus right that's exactly oh, right. Yeah. oh yeah give me that sheep <laughs> uh apparently it only attacks at night Four specimens have been sent to museums, but each one has disappeared. Oh, that is fishy. Fishy, fishy. Disappeared. Serving you 100% fish. <laughs> Slay it. <laughs> Reports from 1900 to the late 1960s, but now the Nandi bear is believed to have gone in extinct due to deforestation. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's kind of crazy we were talking about extinction so much earlier, and that's the only cryptid I've looked up that has been purportedly extinct. It's interesting that they, you know, didn't officially prove its existence, but then they can officially say it's extinct or whatever. Right. I mean, I guess if if nobody's reported one in X amount of time, yeah, just like the regular. Uh, species extinctions you know they can be like hey has anyone seen one of these things not in five <laughs> years boss uh well this might as well be extinct now time Maybe. to classify <laughs> it <laughs> whatever one was living at that time five years ago is now dead and we haven't seen another one or they stole enough sheep to just start their own little sheep group where yeah. they don't need to steal them anymore they you know they just raising sheep living their their best lives <laughs> But it is a good indicator if their entire ecosystem is more or less gone. That's true. I yeah. know the last thing I was watching that was like a David Attenborough special. I think it was called Planet Earth Simply or something. Uh, after they show you this special talking about these amazing creatures and everything, then they zoom out above and show you the rate of deforestation oh. and show you that every single thing that you've just watched is completely gone from the Earth. Oh, that's the reality. I know. I know it sucks, but once once the de once the area is gone, once it's been deforested, it's gone. So, yeah, 
some believe all of these creatures are just sightings of the Kemosin. <laughs> the Kemosin means devil. Oh. It's another mysterious primate considered Africa's Bigfoot. Although it is considered very different from a Sasquatch. <laughs> how? Let, let me tell you what, how. <laughs> okay, described as a large man with reddish to yellow hair, a short, broad tail, sometimes on four legs and sometimes on two. Some say baboon, some say bear, some say honey badger, some say aardvark. Some even say hyena. Honey badger don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of does look like a honey badger. They're comfy on the ground or in the treetops, like we talked about earlier. Attacks humans on sight and is fond of eating livestock. On sight? Just like Sasquatch, it has many other names, which I will funnily pronounce right now. Duba. Duba. Carrot. Shivuvere. Shivuvere. Kekomba. Kekomba. Sabruku. Sabruku. Sabruku to you. <laughs> Ingarglia. Ingarglia. Gadet. 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 Ingo loco. Ingo loco? Kikambangwe. Kikambangwe. And Ikemitsi. Ikemitsi. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the, yeah, that's uh, the whole long and short wow. of all these cryptids that are somehow distinct and yet all rolled into one. So, Is there one that's more popular or more well-known? Like I imagine the whatever bear, since it's like called, named after that area, it's not as like widespreadly known as like the last one we talked about. It's actually like they're all kind of at a similar level. And it's sort of why they're seen as distinct and also lumped together. For sure. Like, they're probably more so lumped together by white people than the actual people who are reporting these sightings. The mm -hmm. actual people who live in Kenya and Tanzania mm -hmm. and Rwanda, like... It's probably more important to them to make the distinguishing thing, but because it's encrypted, most people have been like, yeah, they're just talking about that Bigfoot, that African Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. At least that's my assumption. Who knows? I mean, it's when reports vary wildly like that, <coughs> you know, some people could say that it's got a long tail and people would be like, no, it's short tail. I'm sure of it. And, yeah. They could be talking about the same animal. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So it's it's hard to say if this is just one creature with just varying accounts of what it looks like. Well, and then it's also like we've talked about with some cryptids recently. Uh, once you don't know something, once you can't watch something grow up from a baby to an adult you can be misclassifying like three separate things mm -hmm. just with one individual because they mm -hmm. change so much. They're those uh, monkeys that when they first come out, I want to say they're colobus monkeys, but don't quote me. Uh, when they come out, they're initially this bright orange color. And that's so the mom can keep track of the babies mm -hmm. easier. 
But then at like six months or something, they completely shed that color and become gray. Uh No trace of the gold, you know, yellowy coat that they had once before. They're like Pokemon. Yeah, Yeah. kind of. They evolved. (laughs) (laughs) That's their Charizard. Before we witnessed it happen, I'm sure we thought butterflies and caterpillars were two separate things. Until it was witnessed that, no, a caterpillar goes into metamorphosis and becomes... Yeah, this caterpillar that was living on my porch, I named him Earl. He uh, (laughs) was a friend at first, and then he disappeared into a cocoon. (laughs) (laughs) He isolated himself for a while. It was a really sad time. I thought he died, honestly. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, we had this new friend named Herman. (laughs) (laughs) He liked sugar water. I would figure it'd be more like... Coco Levine or something like that. Like a dragon. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes good sense. <laughs> but yeah, when I first started uh, doing this, I actually had two other cryptids that were unrelated to this group altogether. But then when I started diving into the Ngwa, which was the first one I looked up, it just so happened that that page said, see also the Nandi bear, which this is also sometimes known as. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be like, well, okay, I got to check off the Nandi bear. Then from there, it was like, you also have to know the Kotoelo. You also have to know the Kimiset. And so thank you for going down the rabbit hole and doing your due diligence. (laughs) Indeed, I do feel I have served uh, my part. You know, I am essential in this time. <laughs> <laughs> you might be creating some uh, young cryptozoologists with your with your tales. One thing I will say about all of this, because I it's crazy how when like even if you look at something from a lens of just like amusement and curiosity and not necessarily taking it seriously. One thing I take away from cryptozoology and the world of cryptids that I've entered is that people legitimately dedicate their entire lives to proving the existence of these things. And very, very often they have more to lose than they have to gain from saying that they've witnessed Mm -hmm. these things. So that's the biggest thing I take away from all of this cryptid research is just... Don't discount people, you know. Maybe you can discount the existence of the thing, but somebody believed so hard that they dedicated their entire lives to this thing. Sure. And that, that, that means something. Same with flat earthers. I was going to say, yeah. it could be any science, really. It's yeah. like there was a point in time where it's like, hey, dudes, the earth, it's round. Which and they're uh, like, heresy, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw, but that guy trying to who was getting in the rockets to prove the flat Earth theory, mm-hmm. the, his last rocket, he actually uh, died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the COVID. <laughs> no, it wasn't from the COVID. <laughs> it was a miscalculation or something, or he hit, mm-hmm. he came down too hard. Well, yeah, and, his calculations were for a flat Earth. Yeah, that's, and that's uh, true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of science went into it, but yeah. yeah. So that's the long and short on the wa, the. Nandi Bear, mm-hmm. the Coduello, and the Kimiset. Yeah, that's all of them. I don't know, I feel like... What do you think? We always depict them as such, like, ferocious, like, evil, whatever, and they're just, like, living their thing, like, their territories, like, being all taken away or whatever. They're just trying to, like, 
you know, survive, and we're like, yeah. oh, they're evil, and yeah. I just, I don't know, well, I if they're it. man eaters, if people have died to these attacks, um, then yeah, I guess we would peg it as pretty evil. That's the problem, though. Like, um, I mean, an elephant's not evil because it wandered into somebody's farm, and then the farmer threw firecrackers, and in the confusion, it trampled someone. Well, sure, there's accidents, but I mean, is a tiger evil because it takes someone out in its range that it's had for the last thirty years, and all of a sudden they put a new path up the middle of it? Right. Uh, I that's mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he's evil or anything, but I'm <laughs> saying that's how we would peg him. That's probably true. You're right. Yeah, I mean, if, it's just like a shark at the beach. Like as soon as it kills someone, we have to get that man eater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. It's gonna be hard to like cast this. This creature in a Disney movie and not make him the bad guy. <laughs> and, and, yet, and yet we have Bruce in Finding, Finding Nemo, who's not really the bad guy, even though he can't deal with his urges to kill. Right. You know? <laughs> and maybe that's just a cryptid, you know, a big beast that can't deal with his urge to kill. I always, I always think it's also interesting that, you know, all these happened at night. Yeah. And uh, I imagine there's not, like, street lights happening well, and I, I, I will say it did say in my research that at night with these sightings is when the attacks happen mm -hmm. but there are sightings during the day okay. but during the day it was much more apt to run or just like hide as quickly as possible whereas at night it was aggressive mm. so there it's not that there haven't been daytime right. sightings okay <laughs> they're elusive as shit too which it's is true. also like if they were friendly then we'd be hanging out with them but <laughs> they're not I know. could see uh, one of a king version of one of these guys who like uh, you know like the tiger king but it's the the landy bear <laughs> yeah the nandy bear, bear king just like hangs out with them I'll say that there are a couple animals like snow leopards that live like in total isolation from humans just because of their range being so like high up in the mountains. There's also camels in the desert that have such good scent, they're almost impossible to find. They were only first filmed on planet Earth because of drone technology. It's because otherwise cool. they can pick up human scent and be gone by like four miles or something Pretty like cool. that. And those camels are chill as fuck, dude. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just saying these could be a cool Nandi bear that's just hiding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, that little creature in your neighbor's lap in the airplane hops out of his bag and says, Aye! It's really sweet and cuddly. Aww. And you just hang out with this awesome new cryptid friend that you've made. And you feed it Biscoff cookies. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. And I'm Robert. Thanks so much for listening. So the sweaty guy's fine? We love you. What sweaty guy? You were saying that in the plane. He was like sweating and like uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. He's just me. Oh. <laughs> when you go through the airports anymore, you have to end up sweaty and awful. And the plane never turns on the AC early enough. And, oh, should I just do like 10 more minutes of my airplane material? <laughs> <laughs>
Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.